Hey, well, welcome back to the Jewish Road Podcast. We wanted to jump in here. We probably thought that we were going to take a little bit of a break here, but there's been some uh, current events, things that have been going on throughout the world, and we we wanted to introduce just a little bit of something new, a little bit of something different, and if we're going to title this, it'd be All Eyes Are on Israel. What, what does that mean? Well, that means that in, I think, in the history of the world that... Uh, the world has always uh, been looking at Israel in one way or another. Of course, God always keeps his eyes on Israel, and Israel has an enemy, uh, and he always keeps his eyes on Israel, uh, not to mention the other nations that uh, are enemies of Israel, want to destroy Israel. Uh, you know, from the time that God said to Abram, uh, I choose you, uh, Satan said, uh, okay, I choose you too. Yeah, the, you got everybody looking there, and all of a sudden now you have an enemy. There's yeah. a villain in the story. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think for various different reasons, the world is looking at Israel, but they, the world looks at Israel for a lot of different reasons, uh, technology, medical, agriculture. Uh, and it's, it's always been at, at the crossroads of civilization, right? If you want to go up from Syria down to Africa, you got to go through Israel. So you, know, you look at Israel from a land perspective, and all of the great battles throughout history have been fought on, in the land of Israel. Yeah. Uh, you have agriculture that's coming out of Israel. A third of the citrus that, that goes to Europe is coming out of Israel. Oh, Israel is the largest exporter of produce to Europe of any country in the world. Right. So this land is disputed, but when we say all eyes are on Israel, it, we're, we're looking at not, not only just the land, but we're looking at that there's the seed that you just talked about mm-hmm. from Genesis 12, and we're looking at the people. People. Yeah. And, and God has his eyes on all of those things. And, and in the end, what we want to say is that he's faithful to the land, to the seed, to the people. Yeah, and I think it's important, especially for the church, it's important for our Jewish people too, because if we're talking about Act 1 and Act 2 people, uh, all of these people who have bought tickets to a two-act play, um, it's important for the Jewish people to understand what took place in the second act and it's important for those who only went to the second act of the play and missed the first act to know what was going on in the first act. So it's important, uh, I think, for Christians to have an understanding about that little country that is uh, about the size of New Jersey um, and is garnering the attention of the entire world, and the people, you know, need to know why uh, everybody is watching Israel, because if you're a believer uh, in the Lord, you have a vested interest in that country and the people. And, uh, you know, really, if, uh, if God is going to keep his promises to you, then you need to be encouraged by the fact that he's keeping his promises and his covenants with Israel. Right. If, if he has no faithfulness to Israel, then he has no faithfulness anywhere else. Yeah. Now, now today is Wednesday, January twelfth, and yesterday uh, on Tuesday, January eleventh, uh, there was. A, I think it was Monday. Well, I think it may have been Monday for us here, but I think uh, it was Tuesday over there. Okay. And when I say over there, I mean North Korea. Yeah. And so, current event is that 
North Korea fired off a hypersonic missile. Right. Um, they, uh, they fired off a missile that uh, got Japan very nervous, got South Korea very nervous, and uh, immediately uh, those countries uh, notified the United States. This is a missile that, uh, that went about 500 miles, and uh, it's reported... It, it actually hit its target out there 500 miles away in the sea. Yeah, and it was, it was reported that uh, the, for the first time since 9-11, all air traffic in the United States was grounded for seven minutes. So not, not an incredibly long time, but something happened there where everybody took notice. Yeah. What does that have, you know, that's, we're, we're talking about North Korea, what does that have to do with, if, if we're talking about Israel, God's plan, what, what's, I mean, we, we look at a lot of things here in the world and we say, what in the world is going on here? But yeah. what's the big picture and how, how does this impact what's going on in Israel? Well, I, I think one of the questions that keeps coming up, I keep getting asked is, are we living in the last days? And, you know, I would say we've been living in the last days for 2,000 years. Uh, are we at the end of the age? Um, that's a that's a two thousand year old question that even the disciples had. Right, they're they're, uh, they're asking Jesus. They're asking Yeshua. Uh, yeah. Is this it? Are you about yeah. to overthrow Rome? Yeah. Uh, what is the sign of the end of the age? That's what they want to do. They ask, uh, you know, when are these things going to be? Uh, specifically referring to the destruction of Jerusalem, and. Uh, what is going to be the sign of your coming and the sign of the end of the age? And he answered that third question first, what is the sign of the end of the age, and gave a whole discourse, which is actually the longest answer in the Bible that Yeshua, Jesus, gave to any question. Call that the Olivet Discourse, right, from the Mount of Olives, Matthew 24, Matthew Matthew 24 and 25. So... Are we living? Are we living in those last days? You know, and it's the question we get all the time. Um, are we living in the last days of planet Earth? And you know, in respect of that, we have to be looking at the nation Israel. Um, and you know, we can we can look at a lot concerning the nation Israel in terms of their past and the present that they are now in the land in the future. But uh, if, we, if we look um, at, at the future, we see how God is watching Israel. Uh, and they are in for a most difficult time. Uh, Israel has gone through tremendous uh, persecutions and difficulties in their history. You know, when we talk about pogroms and we talk about crusades and we talk about the Holocaust, and yet what Israel has gone through so far is going to be nothing compared to what the Bible says is going to happen, um, a tribulation that ultimately will lead to Israel's salvation, at least the remnant that will be there, but uh, very difficult times coming. It seems like right now that we are in the calm before a coming storm that is before the coming calm. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not quite there at the end, but boy, you feel the tension of the world right now. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it's kind of to call this the calm before the storm. I mean, it's going to be a great storm, so I guess in relation to that, it's calm. But 
you know, there are things that happen and are happening in events in our world today that we're living through and we're experiencing. Um, and I think every now and then there are shifts in the world. And what we have been seeing in the last few months, especially since Afghanistan, uh, has not been good. In fact, it is, it's really changed the entire complexion and the dynamics, the things that are taking place on the world stage. There is a certain fallout from that, and there are consequences from what took place. Well, I think the world is looking at United States as the superpower that we once were, and th there's a test that's being thrown out there right now. Do we have a backbone? Are we going to step in to the world stage? Are we going to intervene uh, and, and that question is being asked whether we're talking about China, whether we're talking about Russia. E everything is this this tense standoff. And are we going to remain strong, uh, not only for ourselves, but are we going to remain a strong ally uh, for for those who need us? Right. Yeah, whether for, that's it's not only friends. Yeah. For our friends, South Korea. But mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're looking at Israel here, Israel, too. Uh, you know, the United States has always been dependable. And, uh, you know, I've, I've lived long enough now to <laughs> boys have the truth yeah, to have lived through uh, a number of wars and battles between countries uh, and significant unrest in the world uh, in different places and even here in this country. Uh, but there's never been a time in history when end times prophecy is more aligned with the events that are taking place uh, in our world and in our country today. And so the question would be, what did you think the last days were going to look like? You know, could it get any worse than what it is now? Right. And, and I'd say, yeah, it can get worse. It's going to get worse. <laughs> it, when, when my kids are in need of some discipline, they say, this is horrible. And I say, it can always get worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well. but you've always been end of days, doomsday, it's all going down. Uh, this country's, I, I remember growing up, this country's going to hell in a handbasket, right? <laughs> like that's common phrases, but yeah. I mean, those were the good days. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But we, we look at, at these end time events and yes, a rocket has gone off. Um, we're looking at, at Israel and how they're responding. Ultimately, this story is weaving. And I, I think what we're trying to just say here today, keep your eyes on Israel. Um, God is orchestrating, God is weaving, God is, is, is not surprised. There is no plan B when it comes to God and, and what he's looking at. And, and Israel, um, we, we are big fans of Israel, the people of Israel, but Israel's always had corrupt kings. And so, you know, we, we're not, I don't, I, I, we're, we're not in the, the category of people that say Israel can do no wrong, um, but we believe that God has a covenant with his people right. and he's going to be faithful to it. Yeah, and, and God, you know, God isn't doing what he's doing for Israel because Israel is so wonderful. Uh, he's doing it for his name's sake, the Bible tells us. Because he's so wonderful. Yeah, and uh, so we're, we're living in times that uh, this is an amazing time to be alive. You know, people who have ever wanted to, who said, you know, it would have been great if I could have been living in Bible times. You're living in Bible times right now. Uh, this is the 
end of days, the end of the age. We are getting very close. And uh, well, the, and this is the first time that the nation of Israel and the church have existed at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's the only time in the history that uh, both of these uh, entities, you might say, have coexisted. Um, and, you know, some have even said God has two chosen people today. And uh, the, the chosenness, I think, of the church is different than Israel. I, you know, I, the, the church uh, is different than Israel in that they were never promised a land. They never occupied a land. They were never kicked out of that land uh, because of their sin. Uh, the church was never promised that it would be brought back into that land. So the bottom line of all of that is the church is not Israel. The church was not given a covenant. They were given a commission. I believe Israel was given a covenant. The church was given a commission. And even the new covenant under which the church operates is made with Israel. Yeah. I I, I think that and we have to be careful with that when you say there's two chosen people and there's a whole other category that we can get into that, that could cause confusion. So we want to be sure that we're not saying that the church has replaced Israel as God's chosen well, people. Well, that's, that's the whole that's point the whole part, of right. that, that the church is not Israel. And, you know, it's, it's worthwhile saying that the latest Pew uh, survey that came out just a couple of years ago, 75% of the church is replacement theology. That means that God has finished with Israel, and now he has given all the promises that he was going to give to Israel to the church, and the church is now God's new people. And that is simply not true. Welcome to Pandora's box. Yeah. You, you just opened it, and I don't know if we can ever close that again. But we're going to close it because that's really all and more than what we really wanted to say today. Keep your eyes on the world events. Uh, it, it's not enough for us to be biblically illiterate. It's not enough for us to put our heads in the sand. Um, just as Jesus said, he, he stood over Jerusalem and he wept. He said, I wish that you knew this the day of, of your visitation. Um, I, I believe that he's coming back and that he's looking for his people once again to be declaring his coming, um, to be watchful and waiting because we will know the day that he's coming at some point, he's going to come again, and he's going to restore all things to himself. Yeah, um, you know, and and you know, talking we're talking about a God who is a covenant-keeping God, and so it, it would be worthwhile for us to go back and and look at that covenant and look at God's promises to Israel in the past, and there has been such a huge gap. Um, in time since Israel was out of the land, almost 2,000 years to today, looking at God's relationship to Israel in the present and what's coming in the future. Yeah, we went too far. Yeah. We talked too much. Well, that's okay. And we didn't even have a uh, back to the Catskills moment. No, we'll save that for when we really start out with season two. Yeah. All right, hey, keep your eyes on Israel. Um, God's eyes are watching. And uh, we should be watching too. So until we talk to you next time, Shalom, Shalom, Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Amen. All right, Shalom.